Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to The Guinea Pig. I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, an oculoplastic surgeon and aesthetic doctor. And I'm Fiona Golfa, a writer and journalist. I'm no stranger to a cosmetic procedure, and I'm willing to try pretty much anything. Which is why I'm here to make sure Fiona and anyone else that's out there considering a treatment to help make a better informed decision safely and to try and collect as much information as they can. Every fortnight, this podcast comes to you from Mariam's Clinic in Chelsea. If you're looking for an honest, no-holds-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then the guinea pig is here to help you. Hi, and thanks for joining us today for another episode of The Guinea Pig. Today we're going to tackle a subject that is really, I suppose, at the core of what this show is about, which is honesty. It's what we believe in. It's why we're here doing The Guinea Pig, so that we can share with everybody what we feel works, what doesn't work, what's myth, who can myth bust for us. We have all sorts of friends come on and talk about things. Today, I'm really thrilled to introduce journalist Alice Hart Davis, who for over 20 years has been writing about tweakment, beauty there's nothing Alice doesn't know and there's almost nothing Alice hasn't tried which makes (laughs) you a girl right after my own heart Alice (laughs) the original guinea pig thank you Fiona Um, welcome to the show Alice you wrote a very open and honest book and you've been unbelievably open and honest about everything that you've done to yourself why do you feel this is the right time why do you think people are ready to listen to what you've got to say I just think the general attitude has changed sufficiently that we can all start to talk about this without being shouted down. Because like you said, I've been writing about this for a very long time. And mostly, it's a subject that people want to sweep under the carpet and not admit to, certainly even if they're doing this. But a couple of years ago, I became absolutely convinced that the time was right to do this book and thought I could, you know, being a journalist, you think I'll crunch through this in six weeks, it'll be fine. But eventually this year, I've got it published and... The Tweakment Guide, thank it's you. called. Fresher Face by yes, Alice it, Yes, it is. Uh, and there's a whole website that goes, goes with it if you, if you want to look up sort of a, a, online all the details about all these things. But I just felt that there is so much um, confusion out there as well as a huge curiosity about all this stuff that it would be a good thing to put down what I know. Also, because the questions I was getting had started to change. You know, as a beauty journalist, you get endless questions about... 
what's the best skin cream it always yeah. used to be. And it had changed about four or five years ago. It started to be, would Botox work for me? Yeah. Always rather quietly behind the Whispered hand. behind closed doors, mm. yes. And that was what made me think we could do with a book here. Also because in articles, I would only ever get down really quite a short bit of what I wanted to say. And and this is a very complicated topic, medical aesthetics. As you know, you can't just glibly say, oh, try this thing because you kind of need to spell it out and say, if you're going to get into it, you need to understand what the various elements of this these things are, what the products are made from, how they work, who they suit. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing, and people need to absorb really quite a lot of information before they engage with it. So I thought if there was a book that they could sit and peruse quietly rather than having to have a quick, hurried conversation. It's a very easy book. It's a very easy read. Of course, I know the lingo maybe a little bit better than some other um, just, you know, average person. But I think what's nice about it is that it's broken up and then you talk about each treatment specifically the risks and the benefits too. I think that's really important. So, you know, having that education and having that knowledge uh, and having them be able to do it in the privacy of their own home, whether it is just Mm. reading a book or going on a website, but uh, but having someone who's actually done the research and is credible. So I think credibility, you've also uh, used a lot of quotes uh, and gotten feedback from many doctors in terms of editing and in terms of uh, discussing it. So I think that also, you know, very valuable. I was at a, a, a dinner recently and it was full of what I'd call very expensive women. And those women often make me feel a little bit less than and a little bit sort of vulnerable and a little bit fat. Well, they do, because generally they're sort of minus, you know, size zero, swathed in something very expensive. I'm rolling my eyes. Anyway, I've always have felt sort of quite, you know. Anyway, at this dinner across the table, I was the most popular girl in the room because women were leaning across the table and in front of boyfriends, husbands and other men saying, do you think I could get my lips refreshed? And where should I go for this so where should I try that because they've yeah. heard the guinea pig and they know that these things are available and suddenly it was like they'd all been given the green light and permission to okay. speak and not only were the women leaning in and but the men were saying so do you think that profilo if I was to try profilo on my skin mm. would it make a difference to me because I'm a 50 something year old man in the workplace and I need to look my best and it's not yeah. just about my wife looking great. I'm up against younger guys. I'm up against it. And I want to take care of myself. I was so amazed. Not it, only by my own popularity, yeah. obviously. <laughs> well, I'm but, popular, but I was amazed at this kind of openness that people were talking about it across the table. Yeah. And particularly with men, if they're prepared to say, I know I need to look good yeah. to keep my edge, even if they're as sharp as ever mentally, you know, people do feel they've got to look that way. If men are admitting to that too, that's yeah. that's quite something. I mean, how many do you have men in your? I do. I do have. A, I do have a lot of men. I mean, it's not obviously. I, I would say it's probably still twenty twenty yeah. eighty. I would say more women, of course, eighty percent. Mm. Um, but my male patients are very loyal patients, and they're um, you know they they want a plan and they stick to it. So they're very determined. They're like you know. Some of them, it's for work. Some of them, it's functional. You know, they don't want to sweat in certain places. Mm. Um, I love the so. idea of all these guys in the city. You know, they're playing squash and they're in the dressing room afterwards and they're like, I'm just going to go and have a... <laughs> I'm just popping off to see my doctor for a spot of, you know, profile yeah. I, I and a bit actually, of Botox I, I around the eyes. They, Why not? I don't not? think they talk about it in the same way. Yeah. But women certainly do. Share. No, I really don't. They don't share. Don't we do. Share. But it's fascinating with the hyperhidrosis or, or at least Botox in the in the hands. Somebody was telling me they yes. do a lot of for, for 
barristers who simply have got to have that cool, assured, calm, yeah. assured handshake if they're in that position of trust. They cannot be clammy. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, definitely, no, I, I do it on even younger men also who have, you know, just, uh, they're sitting in a meeting and they say it makes them look very stressed, even if they're okay. not because they start sweating on their sweat. forehead. So wow. I do it in the scalp, I, you know, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere, but not just for those medical reasons, but for other reasons as well. Mm. I do think the landscape has changed, though. And do you think your own honesty about what you did? Because you've tried many, 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 many. Would it be fair to say of these many, procedures? Many. I mean, there's a lot of procedures in the book. The slightly terrifying thing was when writing it, I realised I had, I could write the most of them from my own experience. And yet, uh, sitting in front of me, <laughs> yes, you look incredibly natural. natural. You've got the face that I, I don't know how old you are, but I think you 56. look like you have. Yeah. So you, your face is amazing because you do Thank have you. lines. You have fine lines <laughs> and you have beautiful texture skin and you have hydrated looking skin i personally think there's nothing scarier than a woman no. who can't move her face and hasn't got anything to show for the life that she's lived that is something that really worries people who are thinking of engaging with this area yeah. as well isn't it because they think as soon as they step near somebody with a needle they're going to end up looking like that blank frozen tweaky eyebrowed puff cheeks yeah um and, and you don't have to but it's also a question of a reality check. I mean, you, you must know this as well among your own friends you, you and the temptation to have more treatments. You need to have something or someone to, to just remind you every now and again not to go too far. Absolutely. That can always happen. Well, actually, this morning, a friend of mine came to see me because she wants to come see Mariam. And she came over to my house for a coffee this morning. And... Um, she said, I said, it's really nice. I'm thrilled that you've come to see me to ask me what, you know, what I recommend. And I, I said, because I don't think I look like I've done very much to myself. And she said, no, well, not anymore. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, when, 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 when? But I don't, I mean, I have no idea if, I'm sure there have been times where I've done stuff where maybe I look a bit frozen or I don't know. I didn't dare ask. But, but I you thought, look very natural I, now. I think I do look quite natural. Well, and I, I think, I but think it was funny. A, it was, that is when hilarious. she said it, I thought that I felt the cold flush kind of. So two things I want to say mm. is one is that there's often, there's there are some people who like a different look than perhaps we think is a good look. So we like perhaps a more natural look and there is always that group of people who like the the more exaggerated exaggerated yes exaggerated or you know they like people to know that they've had something done or they just like that where did my money go if it's all too subtle and natural yeah Yeah. well there there's you know something to be said about that too obviously everybody has a different opinion on that but the thing that i am always the most weary of when people come in is um is really they forget immediately. So that's why photographs are so important. Vital, yeah. So, uh, you know, you can have uh, Botox even and some have botulinum toxin and say, I, I never really had a, a line, did I? And, you know, just oh, show a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Or, you know, you forget immediately, almost immediately after the treatment's done, what you look like before. It becomes your new norm, which is fine. But then if you're constantly changing... It's like Dorian know, Gray. Uh, mm. Reverse or something, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Benjamin Button. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Th- then, you know, then then it can become that's when things can become different and it's and some people do want to be different you know but most many people don't so there's no judgment it's just opinion just wanted to put that in there too yeah it's a really interesting point that about the different isn't it because there's one or two practitioners i've heard talking about saying that the liberation that aesthetic medicine gave them because they grew up feeling fairly dull looking feeling fairly plain and then realized what they could do with aesthetic medicine and they don't look exaggerated now but they just look great and you think wow interesting again that honesty to say I didn't always look like this I've 
help it's myself morph into a better version of myself. But yeah, most most of all, I think there's quite a divide with age in this, isn't it? With, with a 40 plus patient, uh, we generally want a softer, natural, better version of ourselves. But yes. the younger generation, it's all about enhancement, beautification, having that wow factor. Yes. Um, the, the blink impact, I think some people call it. So that in that One blink second, of an eye, when yeah. you clock somebody's face for the first time, you think, oh, rather than... When you say young generation, what age are you talking about? I mean, 20 to 30. Okay. Who I wish weren't doing this kind of anyway, because I'm old and grumpy and and think they really shouldn't. And in their early 20s, particularly, they haven't grown into their faces, etc, etc. But at the same time, I know if I'd been, um, if if this stuff had been available when I was that age, I might well have been very curious. I used to have a really solid face, no cheekbones discernible at all. It's only since I started losing fat in the way that we all do with age, I've, I've... gained some cheekbones in the last 10 years it's thrilling but how old were you Alice when you started to have any kind of aesthetic oh, really 40 I mean uh, I wrote about it for a few years before I actually tried anything I remember being quite um, apprehensive about it I went to interview Rita Rakus about her lip work a long time ago because which she's been doing forever she was called the London Lip Queen from, yes. from way back yes. you know from like 2000 before probably and she offered to do my lips, but I was too anxious about what it might look like. So she did my nose and mouth lines, and it was brilliant. And then you think, oh, it could that be all right. So. It could <laughs> just be. But then the next thing I tried was Botox in my forehead by somebody with a really heavy hand who just went stamp, stamp, stamp in a row of dots straight yeah. across the middle. And, and it just totally blanked my forehead out, and I, I couldn't move it at all. And I was so appalled and slightly ashamed at looking so different and blank I had a fringe cut to, to Did hide you? it yeah so I think when when I first started it was the early 90s and mm. I mean I've told this story on the show before but I went to see a doctor at the Lister mm-hmm. hospital and everybody was talking about having Botox and I had a great friend I I'd, I'd come from a background of hair and makeup before I got into journalism so I was very kind of aware of the face and I was very aware of I was very into looks you know I, yeah. I suppose beauty and hair and a great friend of mine, a hairdresser, he said to me, start young, start young. Because okay. if you start very young, I was probably in my early 30s. Wow. It will be very, very gradual and it won't be something that you'll suddenly do to yourself that people will notice. So go okay, and have a bit clever. of Botox and yeah. go and have a bit of whatever. So off I went, only had to be told once. And I went in and I came out of the lister and I was like a sort of join the dots picture i mean he was everybody was very enthusiastic with the needle back back then yeah, in the dark ages chasing the line wasn't yeah, it you so know yeah, find a line and fill it or yeah, eradicate so fill it yeah. that line as yeah. you say what's that yeah, yeah. Call? i don't know nose to mouth but i also botoxed the bejesus out of my face <laughs> and i came out looking like a pincushion and and as these two know i saw we drive an old or we used to drive a very old car mm. a vintage car and i saw our car coming over uh, Chelsea Bridge and my husband got out of it and my husband had said I'll leave you if you do any of those Botox oh, treatments okay. so there I am looking like a pincushion and his brother <laughs> was with him and his brother just looked at me and started laughing and said are you having an affair with the doctor and I said yes <laughs> yes that's what I'm doing here yes because anything was better than admitting mm. and now if my husband says have you done anything recently a he can't tell <laughs> okay and b it's none of his business if he likes it he likes it and if he doesn't it's that's you know but, but I, I definitely tell him it's sweet he bothers yeah. to comment and that he would 
say that as a, he says you've start. done something haven't you and generally it was about a year before but I mean okay. he, he, he doesn't really notice but in his mind I was a terrible person if I was doing something like that mm-hmm. in inverted commas to myself it meant that I was oh, okay. that kind of a person whatever that kind of a person was but somehow having tweakments mm. as they're now coined was something that you it was something that you had to keep a secret it wasn't something that that yeah. kind of you know it people was, didn't want to know yeah, they it was kind of tacky cheating it was, um yeah. they think it's it, it's very there hard was the bride to, of wildenstein back then who'd totally, done so much totally. and he, you and were a freak if you were doing things yeah and yet people will talk about having light-based treatments. Mm. You know, what, what really irks me in this area is how celebrities and well-known people are not open about it because they have all been doing buckets of this right from the get-go. Mm. They all get a lot of help and they will not talk about it. Or if they will, they will admit the least um, invasive or, or yeah, whatever because they will talk about having a bit of laser to address yes. sun damage. They'll talk about... Um, Perhaps ultrasound skin tightening or radio frequency skin tightening. They won't talk about Botox, even or now. boobs for that matter. Or I boobs. mean, there was a recent hoo-ha about a celebrity who'd completely forgotten that she <laughs> appeared <laughs> that she'd ever had her boobs done. That's completely the, slipped her mind. The thing that matters to me is they all say, "I tried Botox once, but it made me look weird, so I never did it again." Well, they all say that. It's true. And they all say that. And then my editors ask me to write about this quote, so-called Botox backlash. And I said, there is no Botox backlash. And they said, well, I give you these 15 examples of people who all say, I tried it once and I've never done it again. It's all because I've gone vegan or because it's amazing face cream or because I took up yoga. And that is so unhelpful to the normal mortals among among us because you think, oh, maybe if I go vegan, I too will look like this. And That's why I worship Jane Fonda. Oh, the goddess that is Jane Fonda. Yes, I may not want to go that far, but thank you for having some honesty around the subject. Completely. She looks completely. fabulous. She looks too, fabulous. I mean, yeah. yeah. But she started off in a pretty fabulous place, didn't she? I, I had to try and do a photo shoot copying. You looked amazing in that <laughs> photo shoot. But, but it was the, the pose I had to get into to mimic one of her exercise video covers from the 80s <laughs> with and your leg said, around your eyes well the one with the legs in the air was yeah. quite easy actually yeah. but but it was the one shoulder up one down one hip out and the photographer kept saying this shoulder up this one back and I couldn't get it and then in, in the end you, you well she has a dancer's range of movement you know looking at the videos themselves whenever they stretch out they put their legs out to the side sitting on the floor um this is if you try and imagine and then you bend forward and she and the whole class they just go flop straight down like a rag doll and you think that's a dancer's range of movement you know the rest of us can't get there unless we try really really i can barely lean forward i mean it's it's no she does look incredible and Mm. i do think she's a great advertisement for that kind of honesty i don't know if you've watched her series grace and frankie oh i haven't where she's got a younger lover and she's always getting up at four o'clock in the morning so that her makeup and her eyelashes are on and the hair's done and Mm. the extensions are in and then she says to him i just can't keep doing this you know you i can't put the work in you know you 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 wouldn't love me if you saw me and she turns around on 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 in front of the camera and she takes out the hair pieces and she she cleanses her face and she pulls off her eyelashes and she looks like a beautiful little monkey actually (laughs) she does the difference between having them and he just and she goes now now what do you think and he just walks around the room and he just takes her in his arms and he kisses her and i cry nearly just thinking about it it's so beautiful because she wants to she just shows herself anyway she is my Mm. she's my heroine wow 
I'll look it up. I do think I'm going to do that in front of my husband, actually. <laughs> I'm going to wash my face. You don't this wear is any me. Makeup. You don't I don't wear any makeup. makeup but, you know, and you have no false, yeah. false lashes. I might get or... naked. That would find him. Or hair pieces for that matter. What would you say? Have you ever made a mistake and thought, oh my God, I've gone too far in the name of journalism and beauty? There's a few things that I did because they seemed like a great story at the time and I was really keen to get them and I thought they seemed thoroughly good idea, great people backing them, but afterwards it turned out they weren't so good, e.g. Um, there was the Grow Your Own Facelift back in 2003 called <laughs> Isologen. Um, this was a fab idea. They took a snippet of skin from behind your ear, they extracted the fibroblasts, the cells that grow the collagen, they put them in a lab into a solution that multiplied the fibroblasts billions of times. They centrifuged it down, so you had a very concentrated solution of your own fibroblast just pulsating and ready to go. And then they put it on ice and could freeze it. So you could have it injected back straight away to revive your skin, or you could have it frozen and have it used in 10 years' time when you were getting older, your own homemade anti-aging serum and it sounded a fab idea and they showed us lots of pictures of burns victims whose skin had been regrown but so, so it was a big big sort of sensation around it um, and lots of us went off and had the treatment to write about it but kind of very rarely produced any results and eventually it all went it all went wrong and the company went belly up and had to be refinanced and then there were and there were lots of accusations of people weren't injecting it to the right depth or all those kind of things. But it was £3,000 then, 2003, mm. which would... It's a lot. It was a lot. Mm. And so there was nothing wrong with that except it didn't work. I came home looking like a pincushion after that and my husband was very cross because this was a very futuristic signing treatment. Was it safe, etc.? But you are a beauty journalist and you... and uh, Yeah. It seemed a good idea. It then, seems then like was, a good idea. Then there <laughs> was the Macrolane, the... Um, yes the thicker version of the injectable fillers Restylane that we, we know, and that was billed as the instant boob jab um, because you could have an enhancement just like that into the breast. And whereas all the other products in the Restylane family are very good, very well tested, this, it turned out later, hadn't really been through the same testing and eventually got taken off the market. And that was 12 years ago. Now I still get emails from women who've, got problems with it who had the treatment at the time it it tended to go lumpy, lumpy and it could encapsulate quite easily and it broke down much more quickly than it was meant to I think it was meant to last 18 months but you know I, I was fine again no lasting damage but a bit sort of sobering that kind of thing um, I mean you are out there in the field aren't you and it is <laughs> it is sometimes you know you sometimes there isn't the time between trying something new and waiting mm. to see if that Thing actually well, is a keeper. I also I think now. Should, I think also now you know the questions that you should be asking. Yeah. So perhaps you wouldn't try a macrolane type so pro right. product yeah. if it came out because back then you didn't have any reference or point, and that's I think why having it, your the, the knowledge of uh, of hindsight is always much more mm. uh, you know yielding than just yeah. what you might but I, I think now you you might not you would be more skeptical about doing something like that I hope so I mean and as you guys always stress one should never be the first person to try these things but then as a journalist so it, yeah, it, it's a do, do as do as I say not as I do um, 
but in each of those cases, the arguments for it seem to be quite strong because Macrolane, all the other products from uh, from QMed, the company, had been so good. You thought, why would this one be any different? Yes. So it's live and learn. But yeah, one should stick with um, accredited products and treatments that have stood the test of time, that have got those studies on safety mm-hmm. and efficacy, all the boring stuff that people don't want to sit and listen to. You know, you really need to find out all these things before you engage with the treatment. So there, lecture over. No, but I think it's absolutely true. <laughs> That's what the are your... what, what we yeah, are trying to do too. Mm. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What at the moment are your, you know, what's exciting you? Um, I'm very excited by the regenerative stuff as they call it so that's taking substances from your own body whether it's the blood for prp or fat to extract some stem cells from but i just don't know on this in that for every person who will tell me how exciting it is there will be someone else who will tell me that it's all rubbish and fluff and stuff and isn't working so i i just don't know i think this is where the future is going with it but i I mean maybe you've got views on this as well i I think that that is a very important part of not just regenerative medicine and and also aesthetics. I think it's just in in terms of uh, science itself. So I think we I think we will be using it more and more. I I do think you know studies have shown for joint surgeries, for instance, that PRP actually does work in certain concentrations. It does help the regenerative process and the healing process. It's just that funding is often uh, less available for cosmetic uh, purposes. And Mm. so having proper studies done in a cosmetic fashion for cosmetic result is not necessarily as lucrative. There isn't a substance that you're selling. Um, There's, there's no product that you can patent, you know, so, so the problem is, is that it's technology that already exists. And it's just a matter of doing those studies and having the endpoints and having the funding to do what is often a surgical procedure and therefore you know, it can be quite expensive, but I do believe in it personally. And I, the patients that I do, for instance, PRP with, I, mm. I think subjective analysis is also just as important as objective. So if a yes. patient feels that they have had a dramatic improvement from their PRP, well then, you know what? Absolutely. Why not do something? Uh, why not continue with the PRP? Uh, at the end of the day, everything that we do in the aesthetic world is to make people feel better about themselves. You know, they're not doing it generally for somebody else. They're doing it because they want to make a better version of themselves. Mm. I mean, as a lay person, I would say that 
one of the most important things to to think to to do before you think about having anything done to yourself is to know and do your research mm, so completely mariam is my research frankly yeah. you know i don't know right. i'm yeah. not a doctor i'm not a science i Except don't you speak. still do things with that and i do, do <laughs> yes and i think that's very human and i so i went she'll to call me right afterwards <laughs> she'll text me right afterwards oh I my god what the other day and what did i do i had my jawline Oh, yes. Done. What, what, what? With, radius. I can't even pronounce it, radius. you see. What's oh. it called? Radius. Radius, yes. Which is a form of calcium. Calcium hydroxide. And, my, and it's massaged into shape along the, your jaw. I don't know if you, you're nodding because you've tried it. I, I, know, I know of it. I, it's one of those things that was popular about a dozen years ago. Yeah. It seems to be coming back in now. Well, all I can tell you is the line along my jawline, if you would feel it, it feels like a lovely bit of sort of knotted fisherman's rope. Mm. So it went from being nice and smooth and one day I ran my hand alongside of my chin and it started to feel very, very lumpy and bumpy. Oh. Cue huge panic. Marianne, what have I done? What have I done? And Marianne was like, first of all, you need to listen to me, which <laughs> I forget to do all the time. Or just and ask me before. Before Ask doing. before. So you I hadn't done my research. Before. I'd gone into the sort of, I'd gone into the black hole of excitement. You know, mm. I, I don't necessarily mm. think the products are bad. It's just a matter of when you use it for what. And then you have to know that you might feel like that mm. you know, afterwards because that's very scary. And will it not stimulate a bit of collagen growth around those lumps? It looks smooth. It doesn't look it lumpy. It looks smooth, but it feels lumpy to the touch. Would you like to touch me across the mic? Mm-hmm. If you don't mind. Oh, yes. Ooh. Right? That's cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mariam, I'm smiling. Your your Not nice. visible. No, I, no, but I, I, I always think it's always better to know the, the, the potential issues beforehand. Obviously, you can't know every potential side effect, mm. but you know the fact, for instance, that you didn't know that it was not reversible, I, I feel that that's something that as a, as a, a patient, you should know certain yes, things about yeah. the products that you're having and i think food. there is a danger of of going to certain places where you have very enthusiastic doctors and i still can't say the word so aestheticians. thank you um aestheticians and they come in and they go oh you're gonna look fabulous i'm gonna do this 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 have you heard about the seven point something and the four point something else and i am the person on the street and i go yes give it to me give it to me all give it oh. to me now and i go into this kind of it, the promise of it is just too exciting and they don't say and then they kind of dash off and some nurse comes in and freezes your face for you and then the next thing needles are going in everywhere and i am that woman who is susceptible to that and that's why i need you alice and i need you marianne because it's like not a proper consultation you, well, know, you should sort be of, sat down you should be cool these off are very us. high-end clinics mm. very very high-end doctors but, but then we get like a rabbit in the headlights don't yeah. we and don't think to say yeah. There was another thing I tried that didn't go so well, yes. um, where I didn't think until half of my face had been totally frozen or the nerve had been <laughs> cut and dropped and the other really? half hadn't, really? to ask in your study group, because the guy doing it had kind of goodly made me wait until he completed his study group, his, his trial group before he'd let me do it. I, I had to wait you know, nearly a year, but I never thought to ask in your trial group, did this procedure work on half the face for any of the people? Because the answer was, yeah, about 15%. And I think if, if I'd known the odds were that high of being left with one side of the face down like here and one falling like normal, oh. well, it was just the brow because they, they, they stuck a 
device across the path of the nerve there and supercooled it to kill the nerve. I remember that. What was that Aya Vera. Oh, yes. Or a kind of Frotox was the sort of common, I whatever, the freezing that. version of Botox. It was stupid because Botox is a, can be done subtly to mm. to address particular muscles in a particular face. This is just Absolutely. like, it's like cutting the sash cord on the window, whoomph, down it comes. So on the subject of honesty, I mean, it's not just, you know, it's great that women feel empowered that they can talk to each other and talk openly about what they do but I think it's incredibly important that doctors and and aestheticians take the time to really cool you off because mm. I think you enter into a doctor's office if you're mm. a lay person or somebody's office and you're in a state you of excitement fear, and right? fear. Yeah, mm. it's a combination it's like the promise of everything and I don't really know and I'm in your hands and so you just hand yourself over and in that moment some of them are thinking ka and some of them are thinking they've just been doing it all day long and they think you speak their language and you y- don't yes, speak their language. That's a really key thing mm. because they will, you've, the maddening thing is you've both got the same aim, which is you want to look a bit better. They know how to make you look better, but they can't always explain it. It's like that thing about uh, Britain and America being two nations divided by a common language, you know, yes. except the, lang- the language, there isn't that commonality of whatever, that they say whatever to you and it just simply doesn't resonate. So you don't quite understand why they've gone and done what they've done and then you end up feeling stupid yes and I think it's really important that moment where they say pause breathe this is what it is I mean Mariam goes on about side effects like no one I know but thank god you're always on about the risks and and it could cause possible you're like it's like they're reading the side of the packet and it's incredibly important to do it oh really yeah Um, all right I'm going home yeah yeah but then you know if you really want to do it it's I always tell people I even say that for pain I I just think Mm -hmm. that if you're underwhelmed it's always better than being overwhelmed so if I tell somebody the pain is it's painful and then they're like oh that wasn't so bad then then I'm pleased with myself today we had a mutual friend came in to see you and she wanted to have profilo and you said and she said is it gonna hurt you said yes, it'll sting a little bit, and, and she went home. But it, but it <laughs> because she she felt that today hurts? wasn't the day. Well, I think I'm like you. I think okay. that's what hurts. It's rhino hide. But um, I think she felt it's not what she does every day, and so she wants to go home and think about it. And I love that you said to her, "Go mm. home, think about it. I'll see mm. you soon." And it's her. I thought it's quite kind of educated of her actually to think I'm going to go and I'll come back when I'm when I'm prepared. Yes, because there are a lot of people who also come in and they just want it done now. Yeah, yeah. not tomorrow. That's not me. in an but, hour. But it, there are days, as we, even for, for for you, me, Fiona, who we will go through whatever pain level we need to. I find the last time I submitted to microneedling, I was halfway through it, and you just think. Oh, why did why I deliberately <laughs> allow myself to yeah. go uh, undergo this? Because it, it's quite, you know, the, they're only halfway around your face and it's not comfortable. I'm off the bed with microneedling. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. It's really painful, microneedling. Yeah. It's and you have to just try and breathe through it. But it's really hard to do when you know it's going to go on yeah. hurting. And Whereas mesotherapy, I like fun. that little needle, the, like the, a little tiny drill. The yeah. the, the gun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I like that. Fine. I feel kind of yeah. necessary amount of discomfort in a rather well, yeah, nice it's, it's way. It's more superficial too, and, yeah. it, and it gives you a break. So it's not multiple needles going at the same time. It's one, okay. it's one needle yeah. going in and out, and it, there's a certain depth, whereas... Where is or my laser, I find, you know, because that goes in and then, yeah, it really bites after yes. the zap. Um, that. How often do you have a treatment, Alice? 
can be quite a lot. But with, <laughs> with the new business, I've been quite busy. So I haven't, as you can see, I haven't had any Botox for months and months even. So I feel I feel rather under Except done Except your face now. looks so great. It looks Thank you, so, but it's, your skin it's looks amazing. and falling to bits and, ooh, and my lips haven't been done. And But it's fine. Do you think when you it? look in a mirror, you're very self-critical? I try not to be because I know it is not what life is all about. But if you give me a mirror and ask me to go top to bottom and point out all the things I see... Also, because I'm, I'm going to talk to, interview, chat with practitioners the whole time, and they'll often say, ooh, you wouldn't like to be a guinea pig for my new um, neck thing, would you? Because you're an ideal candidate. Or does that descended fat pad under your eye bother you? Because I'd so like to do just a mini bleph. And you, you think, okay, okay. I'm giving I know, you a complex now, without even knowing it. Yes, and now I know that descended fat pad technically is there i can't unsee it no. and it's very irritating we've and yet, been talking a lot about those descended yeah, fat no but pads, you know that's funny. actually an, an important point so people always come and ask me what would you do and i oh, always so say i can't say anything because what might bother me or stick out to me might yes. not be anything that's on your radar and if i tell it to you you'll always remember what i told yeah. you and that yeah. will be forever ingrained in your head yes and they said but i want to know and i'm like actually you really you, you really don't. don't you're so right every practitioner somebody a long time telling me possibly apocryphal story end of the day he was feeling a bit bullish in comes this one with a great hairy mole on her face and he says well mrs smith you'll be wanting to deal with that great hairy mole on your your face and she looked baffled and a bit cross and said but doctor I've come about my frown lines and it just just totally. said he wished the oh, desk yes, would swallow yes. him up and no. he never again said that suggested again. yeah anything. I just think you know the reason I say that is my my husband noticed something in my own asymmetry that I'd never seen oh yes and if I could unsee it I would but I can't because now I know it's there oh and I've I never went, noticed and it. I've, okay. went, I've gone to like six doctors you know, the only way to fix my jaw, I have jaw asymmetry. I've always had it. Actually, I look back at pictures Listen, when I was 20, I I've always had it. I have never noticed this until you pointed out. And I've known you for years. I've looked at pictures <laughs> of you for years. I know, but that's just how it is. And so I can't unsee that. And I and I tell my husband all the time, why did you tell me this? Like, What benefit other than Come me on. now wanting to do it's something about it? part of your idiosyncratic fabulousness. Thank I you. love it. Thank you. You have a idiosyncratic fabulous. <laughs> what are your? I'm going to ask you kind of boring journalistic oh, questions. What are your top three tweakments currently? That's what do you a think really are most difficult? Um, obvious one, Profilo. Profilo. I love Profilo. I'm with you on that. that. Works yeah. for everybody. I'm yeah. trying a new kind of injectable called Sunicos. Um, don't know if you've come across no, that I one. Not. Don't know if it'll convert no, me away from that? Profilo. It's like. Um, it's the same sort of thing. It's aimed at conditioning the skin, but it's mostly amino acids that are injected just in a carrier gel of hyaluronic acid. But the hyaluronic acid isn't cross-linked at all, so it doesn't hang around in the skin. It just gets those amino acids in there, stirs them up, stirs up the fibroblasts into a kind of feeding frenzy, and then the amino acids feed it. Um, I think it's doing some good, but I love Profilo. And also because it works with everything. Uh, if you are having nothing, it's great for conditioning the skin. If you're having Botox and fillers, it works with that. If you're having, if you've I had laser. I tell a lot of my men friends that they'd love Profilo. Yeah, I think it's men. great for great men. for men. Because you can't see it. It hydrates the skin. Anything else? Any creams you're loving at the oh, moment? Oh, I was trying to think of other, other tweakments. Um toxins still love a bit of toxin just a very light bit of toxin to stop this kind of pleat that comes in between the eyebrows but then and it's a kind of love-hate thing because you can't 
knock out all the muscles in your face and then get cross because you can't make expressions. Mm. So it's a question of softening, letting those muscles come back in. And let's talk about, I don't know, creams and stuff. I mean, I'm pretty basic when it comes to face creams. I like a, an antioxidant serum, a sunscreen, a retinoid kind of, kind of job done. Which I can't really say, can I? Because I have to write about lots of different creams. No, I know. So I think I'm scared <laughs> because of the guinea pig and everything. I've oh. got things that I, I come back to. I mean, I've used Environ for 20 oh, years. I love fab, Environ. So mm. I use their vitamin C serum because I know I get on with it. And mm. then I kind of, I, I kind of, I have guests of, of face creams that I use. So I have That's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah. So I've got my staples and then I have guest appearances. One I love going back to is um, a ceramide and cholesterol mix from SkinCeuticals called Triple Lipid Restore. And it's a particular balance of ceramides and cholesterol, which is particularly good for older skin. And it just feels great and it sinks in and feels comforting and not at all oily. Ceramides are a very nice addition for older skin which hasn't maybe had enough profilo love a bit of hyaluronic acid who um, doesn't my mind goes completely blank that's now right when tell you me what cleanser you use because i'm obsessing about cleansers at the moment oh have you got a cleanser again by the way skin i do love and i do like your cleanser and i do like the sponge that comes with it it's got a very nice kind jack sponge yes i love those yeah i've got a nice is clinical cleanser i love That's that amazing. neostrata foaming cleanser mm-hmm. i like the nice. ordinary squalling cleanser i like I, I kind of have a cleanser wardrobe there's a doctor dr levy one as well which is a triple uh what's it tri- three ways of using it. it it's glycolic and i tend to think glycolic wash well it's only on for seconds but this is kind of paste with granules in it as well so if you put it on dry skin leave it for five minutes to get to work and then rub it onto dry skin. You get a slight physical exfoliation from the gritty bits of rice mm-hmm. grain or whatever it is in there. You also get the, the glycolic boost and um, and you, you can use it on damp skin or you can use it dry or you can use it like a mask. So that's a nice one. Um, wh- and in whatever, the more tweakmenty really. things, in the more kind of tweakmenty vein, do you um, do you try lots of body? Do you are you a fat busting fan or a- yes, cool sculpting still seems to be the best of the fat freezing technologies because there's a number of other ones out there now, and I keep getting people saying, "Ooh, here's a a different brand oh, of yeah. it." But from the doctors I've spoken to, cool sculpting still seems to have the edge in terms of uh, safety and reliability. And interestingly, some doctors get really amazing results with it just by, you know, having specialists devoted to it. They can get results of like up to 40, 40%, whereas the general, the general, what they can claim, or what the brand can claim is 27% reduction. So fat busting like that, yeah, things like the, um, what do you call it, the fat dissolving injections, I think those are really interesting, uh, but you've got to be done absolutely in the right hands because it's a substance that will munch through anything in its path so it needs to be put very specifically into the areas that you want dissolved you're pointing as uh, you under, the chin. under your chin I'm under the chin it's good so that sort of fat pocket that you can get yeah. under the chin what do you think about that mariam do you know about that? i think it's a excellent uh product the ones that i'm i'm familiar with is kybella which we don't have here yeah for some reason it never made it to the uk it's in europe but not in the uk but again i i think that's a great treatment it needs multiple sessions um, sometimes you can need six to ten sessions to to be injected 
connected into your submental area, which is like the area underneath your chin. Um, and then can it be you, used on the, it, the body? Pain, it's painful. Body. It's painful. Yes. It stings and itches afterwards, and you, and swell, you swell like a bullfrog, right? For possibly weeks. So, and so can you do it on fat pockets yeah, on the body? Yeah, yeah there's some, it's not some FDA approved. It's not FDA approved for those areas, but yes, you can. There's even some studies that are trying it in the little <gasps> fat pockets Is of there? the tear trough. Ooh. So something worth knowing out there. So I'm somebody who yo-yos with my weight, and um, I went to see about having cool sculpting and mm-hmm. fat busting, and they um, took what I can only describe as handfuls of my fat, <laughs> and um, and said, we can't actually treat this because it's not your fat, it's your skin. And oh. I think as you get older, what you think often is your fat, I'm going to just grab a bit here, like under my bra strap, okay. this yeah. is not in fat fat, this is skin, empty skin. Ooh. And, yes, and it's very important i think to check it's normal yes it's, it's not it's all normal it's all it's all normal <laughs> well, she said I, I'm starting pitching, to cry I'm, I'm gently but i think it's also got to do with the fact that i've put on i you know i'm six pounds up i'm six pounds down oh, okay. and it depends what time of the year it is and i'm 57 i'm i'm older and so it's really worth checking with whoever you're seeing what is fat and what is skin because mm. I was really surprised that what I thought was my fat back was and actually my <clears throat> sack, yeah. fat mm. sack or whatever. <laughs> and it's so hard to do anything oh, about skin right. elasticity. Yes, unless yeah. you want to get the hurt. Yes. And actually, they, I was told that if, if I do do, I do have some fat in my upper abdomen and sort of around my bottom. And that if it's very much recommended that if you do do cool sculpting, you have radiofrequency beforehand at the sort of alongside a really it, in, strong yes, one like radio the in mode yes whatever so you keep tightening it. the Mor- skin morpheus age yeah yeah needles and radio frequency yeah. but you do get a skin retraction with cool sculpting they've shown that haven't they or is it only in younger skin i think in younger skin oh. i think as older skin you really i was got all the because basically i realized that i was like a sort of rather overstretched old handbag and that i needed to be if if it was going to if i was going to tighten i have it's a cup it's a it's a knife you know that's the you know the reality of it if i want to tighten up a lot of that there's also the degree to which then i think stop i'm not going no because i'm not going there who cares why bother yeah one of the few things i was asked to do for the paper which i turned down a couple of years ago was to have threads in my elbows and knees because of wrinkly wrinkly elbows and yeah. saggy knees and yes. it is just not something that bothers me plus <laughs> i do i do yoga I'm, I'm still trying to learn to do an arm balance yeah. where you've got your arms your elbows down and think you can't do that with threads in your elbows ow ow and nothing's going to make you feel as good as a good yoga session actually mm. we all know that 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 the good feeling yeah. comes from the inside. It's not yes, yes, yes. yes. concentrate on what what's real yeah. rather than because yeah. it would be really unrealistic to think that any of this is going to really. It makes you feel great to look mm. fresh, I think, and to make you. But honestly, I think, and honestly, is the, the is the, the word of is the, the word of the podcast. moment. That's a difficulty in this whole area, though, isn't it? The the, the counterbalance between knowing that really what matters is is how we are on mm. the inside, and yet also knowing that having these options there does mean that we can choose how we look as we age in a way that we never had the choice before but we should be complimenting ourselves we should be complimenting what we have and i think that's very important that's the key to all of this alice i want to thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today thank you well thank you for having me that's a treat to be here we'll see you next week and in the meantime have a look at our instagram before and after pictures and some actual footage of a tweakment in action at the guinea pig podcast thank you for listening Bye. Bye. Bye.
The guinea pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.